Hello. Friends. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. have been with us for a long time even from the beginning and we cannot say thank you enough and I know a lot of you have been asking a lot lately how do you make your own podcast well it's simple I use anchor Anchor anchor.fm which is the website or there is an app or you can go on your computer whatever you want to do it's the easiest way Um, it is run through Spotify so that is one of the first uh, platforms that you'll be able to distribute your podcast out onto and there's lots of different it'll stream to at least I think 10 different platforms or more um, I'm going to give you a quick rundown about how it works anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer so no matter where your setup is like you can start creating today today and tell me what your podcast name is because you know I'm gonna listen Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. I know a lot of you have been asking for video. Don't worry, I'm working on it. With Anchor, creators can earn money, yes, yes, you heard that right, in a variety of ways, including ads like this one and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. That's what sold me even though it didn't have to sell me because it's free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy listening. Yes, it's been a long weekend. Babylonians, we've missed you. All day, every day. So, we've been ahead on recording, but this... I, uh, I don't know if this will be the last time we record together in person. It might be. And I don't want to think about it, because I think we're, this put us like three weeks ahead, so we'll have the episode out this week, next week. So yeah, this will put us three weeks ahead. So as of right now, Shauna will be officially living in Arkansas, once you hear this. Well, I'll have been living there well before you've heard this. (laughs) Right. Well, I'm just, just, okay. It's just, it's weird to process and say things because, like I said, we finally, <laughs> it's taken me two years to get my shit together, but Shauna will... Uh, so I'm Shauna. I'm the one that, that babbles the most. And as abandons as, yeah, the and whole <laughs> podcast because she had to, you know, do better things for her fucking life, which I'm really happy for her and I am, for her and my brother. But and her I'm, kids and her dogs. And especially the dogs. <laughs> like, they have a big-ass yard. Yes. And I think that I think Shauna's more excited about that than moving away, to be honest, <laughs> the more she talks about it. Um, I'm so happy for her pups. Yes. And this be, is Nicole. She's the one who brings us all the amazing stories. This is the one who is going to try not to be sad and think about things because of things and things and things and things. And whatnot. All the stuffs. But this podcast will continue whether I have people step in, if I do it alone, if me and Shauna video chat, if I go visit... And we record. Um, like I said, we've been trying to get ahead. That way you guys get more of Shauna in your ear holes. Because you guys have really just made our this whole experience fucking fantastic. And yes. changes happen all the time. Um, I think I've been through a few relationships as this podcast <laughs> has gone on. So that's not cute. I had a whole ass baby with Shauna, who is the father of that baby. And True. I'm standing by that. Yep. I'm drooling everywhere. <clears throat> but yeah. It's just, it's been quite an adventure, and, um, and just actually... Like, just like any good deadbeat dad, I'm fucking out. <laughs> I follow. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't... Okay. Sorry. I would not have... No, I love, I love no. my boys. I love she do. my nephews. She does. And I I'm do. sure at some point, once they're bigger, for sure, um, I know that they'll be... We'll set up to where they'll get to go spend a week or two in the summers. I'm sure eventually we'll get to um talking about that yeah um there is a case that i'm going to be covering at some point because one of our uh friends on instagram her name is candace hi candace um she's she's like i've been binging your podcast for a couple days and loving it i'm right up i'm up to right before apollo was born that's a lot of fucking binging holy 
Wow. That's a lot of binging. Like, yes. I'm not going to say her last name because I'm not sure how to say it. No last name, Candace. But she gave me uh, a Chicago case, which I think is pretty fantastic. She's like, and I also forgive you for being Cubs fans, White White Sox fan here. And I'm like, it's okay to be wrong. (laughs) Um, No, I hadn't heard of the case. I won't talk about it until I get to it. But I'm like, I was just really excited that someone, like, sometimes I get, like, on Instagram, there's a whole bunch of, like, promote this on here, promote this on there. And I'm like, I'm poor. (laughs) I just... I, Nicole moved into a new place. Oh, I did. Awesome. That's why I'm so I'm poorer than I normally am. Because <laughs> I find we're not in that apartment. That's where I was hoping to record tonight, but it just didn't quite happen that I got <laughs> my setup moved over there, which is literally the microphone and the laptop. Um, well, I've done. We have a big fun, so whoa, much movie. Yeah, this couch, couch in my parents' basement is super fucking comfortable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I hadn't moved that stuff over yet. We're still getting everything set up, but for the most part, it's pretty great. Yeah, um, so she's being all shitty about me moving. She fucking moved before me. <laughs> I moved three blocks away <laughs> from where I was living. Shauna's moving nine hours. I would like that for the record to show. She's moving a hell of a lot further than I am. I'm moving where there are lakes and trees. It's going to be so fucking good for, I think, especially Shauna because of just a lot of personal things that I won't share on here. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking forward to seeing the change that it's going to make into her beautiful soul because she does not, she doesn't appreciate herself the way she should and the way I see her and I look forward to seeing that big old it. we need to just go on with this podcast okay, so I'm gonna make her to cry cause that's what I'm here to do <laughs> and have I cried about her leaving me yet no so it's gonna be and ugly just tears I changed my contact so I can't do this so. <laughs> like, can we just can it's we, gonna be can, can we, we can you make me burn? cry for a different reason for like brutal murders and stuff that's what we're here for and I love you sister Thank and you. see and that's one thing that's gonna be great so if she ever misses me she can just come back and listen to us yeah. be fucking ridiculous because yep. last week it was so weird because our recording like stopped itself like when we started last week so um so it was kind of confusing probably not for you guys but for us yep and um not it, this is actually a couple episodes ago never mind doesn't matter. it doesn't matter the other day yep. um which could be any time between my birth and now and um <laughs> um but yeah uh there was i just got my brain just left the building um oh yeah talking about like a glitch in the matrix and it was just crazy and weird but i that's not what else i wanted to talk about but it's fine we thought the recording had stopped yeah and, and i don't, I don't remember know. what i was trying to get I don't out know with which it. i was gonna help you but i don't know where you're going you welcome babylonians <laughs> Oh, we had to re-listen to the beginning to see if it made sense. (laughs) And we're sitting here listening to ourselves, because normally we don't, because we... I don't, like, hate my voice anymore. (laughs) Um, But, like, we were listening to it, and we're sitting here giggling at how our intro was, and I'm like, see, we are kind of funny. (laughs) We may not be to you guys, but we thought we were funny. So I'm like, if... And I'm sure there might be times when I want to go back and re-listen to things. Hey, if there's any people in Arkansas that are listening to this, we love you. We, so we, when Vince just was introducing himself uh, to the people that he's going to be working with, he mentioned us. I don't know whether or it was me or Jersey Jen. Who mentioned, Jersey Jen. But um, somebody mentioned us, because I don't think it was Vince, because I was listening to his words. Mm-hmm. And um, he didn't say, hey, bloody about this podcast. But somebody in Vince looks over at me, he goes, they're promoting your podcast. Hell yeah. So thank you. So thank you, thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you. I'm like, uh, I'm going to go look at, uh, hold on, we're going to, we're going to pause for the, no, I'm going to keep talking, but I'm going to, I'm going to pull up on my phone because I want to see, I can see what cities have listened to us in different states, um, but I can't like, it won't like tell me. I don't know if it'll be Cherokee, but it's like, it's just the Arkansas area. Um, so let's see where y'all rank on this list. Well, um. Anyway, we, I mean, not just Arkansas. That's just where I happen to be moving. So thank yeah. you all listeners everywhere. Centerton, Fayetteville, Pocahontas. Yes, Green. yes, that's one of the papers is in Pocahontas, Fayetteville. Yes, that sounds familiar too, but Greenbrier, Pocahontas is one of the ones that Vince will be helping with. Mablevale, Elizabeth. Hey. Jonesboro. That's hey. an hour away from you guys because yeah. that's, that's one of the towns I looked at. Conway. So, all of you, Salome, thank you. Salome, Springs, and Benton. Love you so, so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank so you. So Pocahontas is one of the... One of the papers he'll be helping with. He'll be helping with? That's so ish, fucking cool. I, ish. Like, I don't, you know what? If I'm way wrong and you're listening to this telling me I'm dumb and, like, she doesn't know shit, that's true. I am <laughs> dumb and I don't know shit and I apologize for pretending like I do. Yeah. I don't know. My husband has his own work, not me. <laughs> yes, exactly. But it's just, it's cool to see that 
like because Kansas obviously is our number one state that has yeah. listened to us the most. It's at it's one of the higher percentages, but it's gone way down, which is really fucking exciting because that means other states have listened oh, to us more. People were like, mm, we're done. With we're done with them. <laughs> Goodbye. No, it's just more percentages have started listening oh, thank to you. us. Thank you for telling other people about us. Thank yeah, so, it's so just much. it's the little fucking things. It really is. Like I remember when we started when <clears throat> Alaska first started listening, and it was just the Air Force Base that started listening there. Dude, and now but we have Air Force Base one, just listening. Are you the, kidding the, me? I'm gonna guess it's the Ilson. Ilson. <laughs> Tell me! <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different, at least people in nine different cities in Alaska listen to us, and that's just fucking bananas. Thanks, Alaska. Like, do we keep you warm? Do our cold stories keep you warm? Sorry, that was pretty dumb. <laughs> warm like the blood dripping down some of these people's yes! bodies. You know, all the things. So this is a really long babbling intro, but you know, welcome. This is this is um, <laughs> one of the last times. So one of the last times that we're at least in the same room together, possibly, which is okay. And you know, it's not going to die <laughs> like some of these people have. <laughs> like our case is like yeah, this case is fucked up. Like, right. This is actually going to be a decently long one unless I read too fast. But, you know, it's fine if I read too fast because, you know what? Because we did a fucking long-ass intro. So. We did a long fucking intro. I'll be like, if you want to not listen to us babble too bad, I'm not going to tell you where to start Skip listening. To 17 minutes and 25 17, seconds. 17, <laughs> It's a good year. So, this is not, this case wasn't suggested by anybody. I just found it because Oh, it, I'm sorry. I have to give you a shout out. Dawn, I love you. Yeah, love always. You, Dawn. always. Dawn, always. Forever. And if I forget in future episodes, you can come for me, girl. <laughs> you know where I live. <laughs> Just and saying. I love all of our listeners, but Dawn... Dawn is special to Dawn our hearts, and we helped her when she was going through her cancer treatment. She would listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's mostly probably for the fact that we're close by, but she... Appreciated us, and she would love it when we chat her out. So and she's just an amazing lady. Who and she's fucking show. gorgeous. Oh Let's my just gosh, be real she's here. So fucking gorgeous. And like she so bred like gorgeous humans. Too. Yeah, like all of her kids are stunning. Dude. Like what the fuck? God, those jeans. Hey, all look like their mama. So I get it from We love mama. you, and Nate Dog. Even though you didn't recommend this, we yeah. love you too. Nate Big always. Dog. All day, every day. He hasn't tweeted at me in a while. We love you as well. We just love all of you. Candace, love you fucking girl. Leah, your birthday was the other day. Way late. I I thought about it the day we were recording. (laughs) I don't know. Half these people she's mentioning. Because I run all our social medias besides the Facebook group. Hey, Chris, I know you listen to us. Love you too. (laughs) (laughs) My boo fang. (laughs) All right. Okay, and, and now we're going to talk about this horrible fucking person. Okay. Um, his name is Stephen Pennell. Hmm. Pennell. Penal. Penal. <laughs> um, <sighs> it's a little bit of a Tarantino. <laughs> it's, you know what? It's, I don't, why am I surprised? I'm not. It's fine. So time. I did. I tried. And I literally, as I was putting it's these fun. notes together, I tried. Not much is known about his childhood, except for the most part, he appeared to come from a normal and stable upbringing. At some point, he ended up in Delaware. Uh, we have listeners there. Hello. Hi, Delaware Delawareans. Isn't that the... Delawareans? Isn't that where he's like, we're in Delaware? Hi. I'm in Delaware. Delaware. Yeah, Wayne's World. Wayne's World. <laughs> there it is. Um, he applied for numerous positions in the state police department once he ended up in Delaware. Up until this point, he had pursued a career in criminology, which is ironic, hmm. having completed several semesters at the University of Delaware. In any event, all of his applications were rejected for various reasons, and he ended up working as an electrician. Like, that's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! yeah! That was a good one. I didn't even write that down. Thank you and good night. Um, he married and settled in Newcastle. Um, life for Mrs. Pennell uh, must not have been pleasant since her husband took incredible pleasure in controlling her life yeah. and acting as the dominant presence in the household. Fortunately, they ended up having no children. I don't think I don't think her name was ever mentioned. Um, I wouldn't want my name mentioned if I was so, affiliated with this person too. Good yeah. job, lady. Yes. Smart. So this. Um, Okay, so in November of 1987 is where this is all going to take place, is where his wrath is going to begin, unfortunately. 
Um, he began what was to become the most appalling case of murder in the history of the small wonder, which is what Delaware is called. I didn't know that because small I, I know it's. Wonder. I think it's not the smallest state. I think Rhode Island is. Yes. I could be geographically incorrect. I can barely tell you south from I north. I know Small Wonder was a show I used to watch in the eighties. Okay. <laughs> I was not alive in the eighties, so can't Fuck. help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. So. Okay, so Shirley Ann Ellis was the first. It was a chilly, rainy night on November 29th, 1987. A Tuesday, because, you know, it's always a Tuesday. <laughs> Though the holiday had passed three days earlier, she was carrying a Thanksgiving platter for an AIDS patient undergoing treatment at Wilmington Hospital because she's a literal fucking angel. Um, shortly after, before 6 p.m., she left her family's home in Newark's Brookmont Farms Development and began the 14-mile track. She is walking 14 miles to carry a Thanksgiving platter to an AIDS patient because oh she's a fucking... She's an angel in the flesh. Yes. She was an ex-prostitute, so she knew Route 40 well. She was 23 years old and had distanced herself from the life of a streetwalker. Um, she even was uh, planning on going into nursing school. She was well aware of the best way to catch a ride into the city was to hitchhike along 440. Route 40. Never, don't ever hitchhike. Just no, but don't. the 80s and then obviously the 70s. I mean, like, in the That's 60s. Because I remember driving with my dad, and we picked, there were a couple times we picked up hitchhikers. I have thought about it. Yeah. I passed them after I see what they look like up close. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I will, um, I will buy you a meal before I ever let you near my car, especially now that I'm a mom. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm all about helping people, but some people don't deserve to be helped. Or, you know, if you say with feeling, you always have to go with your gut. And yeah, your gut goes. is never fucking wrong. Right. It's never wrong. Right. Like, I wish more people would believe that. Unless you're like me and my gut just is brubbling all the time because I like to eat cheese and it doesn't like me anymore. <laughs> I love cheese. <laughs> cheese does not love me anymore. But does that stop me? No, absolutely not. Okay. All right, anyways. The area just south of Wilmington um, was where she plied... What? She she plied her trade. She had applied her trade. She applied? I don't know. She walked along the corridor and a car pulled up and offered her a ride. Two teenagers looking close, looking to close the holiday weekend in the ideal makeout spot discovered her body around 925 that evening. Uh, so she left around so not long. She six, sounds really quick. Yeah, 6 p.m. She was just, it was literally like not even three hours. She was partially clothed. Her legs were spread apart. Mm. The autopsy told a macabre, macabre, I know okay. that, Mac a macabre, macabre story of torture and mutilation. Yeah. She had been bound at the feet and ankles. That becomes like a reoccurring MO type thing. Black duct tape likely used to prevent her from screaming, which was still attached to strands of her hair. No evidence of sexual assault was uncovered, but the autopsy did re reveal that Ellis was tortured with t work tools before she died. How did she have her legs spread if her legs were bound? Um, she had been bound oh, at the okay. feet and ankles, so there was just probably ligature marks that showed she had been tied up, or they just kept her like okay. like butterfly. butterfly. Yep. The killer then wrapped a ligature around her neck, repeatedly struck her over the head with a fucking hammer. Oh my god, that sounds just like the case we did last week. No, I watched Vince and I watched oh. um, People's uh, People's People Magazine. Oh, yeah. Um, the murder things, and the oh. dude, he legend, ugh, it was fucking awful. Well, that's like the case we did not that long ago. Um, she killed her husband with a claw hammer. Well, this guy used a, yeah, hammer, but he also fucking, like, he, oh, I mean, it's awful. I can't remember his fucking name, but, like, he, he liked little kids. Ew. And, Even um, worse. Yeah. And murdered this girl's brother right in front of her. Ugh. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, mm. it is awful. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Okay, you're Great. welcome. You're welcome. Enjoy that fucking thought. <laughs> Investigators were stumped. There was no reason for Shirley Ellis to be killed, recalled Kathleen Jennings, who was the state prosecutor who eventually um, started the, or stared the accused, accused down in a tough cross-examination. Mm -hmm. I'm fine. No angry boyfriend or anything that would connect a murderer to her death. For a time, people believed it was an interstate trucker, um, which is, unfortunately, was not a too uncommon of a thing back in, at this time in the 80s. Yeah. Roughly a quarter century, quarter century later, the questions persist. Why did a 31-year-old married father of two embark on a killing spree? 
Why did he refuse to admit guilt but demand to be executed for the crimes? Because that's what cowardly bitches do. So he's married and has two kids? Yep. Okay. Stephen Bryan Pennell, Delaware's only documented serial killer, did all of those things. Yet even now, those close to the case are at a loss to explain what happened. To this day, I want to know why is what Jennings said. All of us involved want to understand it better. Typically, there's some horrifying event in life of a serial killer that explains how they become sociopaths, but in the penal case, we couldn't get at it. That's the lingering mystery. Why? Because, like I said, he had a pretty normal fucking life. Like, he was not... There wasn't anything... He didn't, you know, like the... uh, They call it the McDonald's triad, which is bedwetting, animal torture, and arson is usually, like, three of them. Mm -hmm. But I think that's been debunked a little bit. Or or getting hit in the head and fucking up their brain, as I'm sitting here thinking about Apollo bumping his head. Now he's great. Um, <laughs> Every child has bumped their head. Yeah, Especially when they're starting to crawl and pull themselves out. Oh my gosh, that okay. boy's... He's... Okay, as we're recording this, it's June 12th. Apollo is officially 10 months old. Oh. I'm not okay. Um, <laughs> my baby. And he's pulling himself up and walks along the furniture and around I the tables smiled. and stuff. Smiled, you shook me out. Yeah, the happiest fucking baby. Yep. Hits his head and he's like, I don't care, this is great. <laughs> Brain damage, I'm golden. <laughs> That's why he's smiling all the time because he's fucking broken up in his head. Just kidding, he hasn't hit his head that much. He's just, he just bumps and bruises. He's a boy yep. and he's on the fucking move. Yep. He's upstairs. That's why you don't hear his noises. Sorry, Don. <laughs> but I can't promise that he won't be bad in here by the end of this episode. Anyways, okay. A 1991 psychiatric evaluation submitted to the Delaware Supreme Court cleared him of depression, paranoia, and psychosis. Um, They described him as a pleasant, attractive, friendly 33-year-old man who related well to the examiner. His acts were unspeakable. We're going to get into more because there's more than just the one gal so far. Um, His attorney's name was Eugene Marr, but it's hard to connect... The Stephen I got to know with the person who committed these horrific crimes. The psychiatric evaluations never diagnosed him with any mental health issues. So that's just even scarier, I think. Um, it happened again seven months later. According to court documents, Catherine DeMaro was walking along Route 40 around 11.30 p.m. on June 28, 1988. The 31 divorce, 31-year-old divorcee had a history of prostitution arrest, but it's unclear if she was working that night when she accepted a ride from a stranger in a blue van. Workers building the Fox Run apartment complex found her body at 625 the next morning. She was found completely naked. That was the only difference. Everything else was the same. Her wrists and ankles were bound, and she was silenced with duct tape. No signs of sexual activity, but the victim was tortured and mutilated with work tools. She was also strangled with a ligature and bludgeoned with a hammer. Everything was consistent with the Ellis case recalled James Hedrick, who is a former Newcastle County police captain and member of the task force that ended up capturing Pennell when he gets caught, fortunately. We felt that the same person was responsible for both murders. I mean, that's way too coincidental for it to not to be mm-hmm. serial because, you know, MOs change all the time. Like, I know there was one case I've listened to where literally every single time they did murder with a different weapon. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... This time, however, the killer left a clue. Tomorrow was covered head to toe in blue carpet fiber. He drives a blue van. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Don't drive a blue van. If you have a blue van... Van the van. Paint it. (laughs) (laughs) A week later, officers from Delaware State Police and the Newcastle County Police Department sprang into action. A task force was formed, as they always are. Complete... I I didn't mean to sound that. Like, there's always a task force put together. Like, I remember we talked about the one for the Hillside Stranglers. There was one for Son of Sam... It's just, then sometimes they're great and sometimes they're not. So I have a love-hate relationship with task forces. <laughs> um, complete with its own headquarters in the Newcastle County Airport. Ah, that sounds fly. <laughs> Puns. <clears throat> with roughly 60 members. Wow, 60 members is the state's third largest police department for a time. We had access to an airplane, helicopters, and rental vehicles. Okay, that's smart. Money wasn't an issue. I don't know how anyone who has ever worked for a government agency where money wasn't an issue. We had an unlimited budget. Oh, that's fucking rad. Okay. All right. I see you. (laughs) Task force members met with the FBI's Behavioral Science Unit in Quantico, Virginia. The bureau concluded the unthinkable. A serial killer had come to Delaware. Route 40 was the only connection between the two victims. Soon, undercover female officers... 
dressed as prostitutes, and walked the stretch of highway looking for clues. They would engage in flirty blanter mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with the men who stopped, but they never got into a vehicle. Meanwhile, the t other, <coughs> gosh, <coughs> other task force members were trying to identify the strange fibers found on Demaro. On August 22nd, a prostitute named Margaret Lynn Fenner was missing. She was working the streets along US 13. Witnesses last saw her leave in a blue Ford panel van with round headlights driven by a white male. Roughly three months later, her body was found near the Chesapeake and Delaware Canal, and it was such an advanced state of, state of decay that a cause of death couldn't be determined and no one was ever charged. How fucking awful. Oof. Mm. Renee Tashner was a 23-year-old Newcastle County police officer where she came face-to-face -face with evil on September 14, 1988. She was walking along Route 40. Um, I've said route and route. I'm sorry. Disguised as a prostitute in an effort to turn anything up. Um, to Okay. In an effort to turn up anything that could solve the murders. Just read the words on the paper. It's fine. Just as a previous... Oh, my God. I'm leaving. Just as on previous stakeouts, men routinely approached Tashner. We had a um, gamut of people that would stop for her, said Hedrick. Doctors, lawyers, school teachers. People are gross. Mm -hmm. That's not what they said. That's what I said. At one point, there was a line of five or six vehicles with men waiting to talk to her. What does this lady look like? What, what is a her? line of them? A Holy line of them. Her. Renee. Renee. Hey, Renee. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. hey. I mean, this is probably not the best time to be flirting with you, but, like, ma'am. A blue Ford panel van with round headlights drove past. It stopped a little farther down the road, stopped to get, and turned around. Ooh. Turn around. Turn your ass back around. <laughs> She estimated the van drove past her seven times in 20 minutes. That's literally, like, oh, every three minutes. Because math. Um, <laughs> I don't think, though. No. Well, seven times three is 21. So, yeah, that's, like, that's a lot. So, she walked to a more secluded area. The van stopped. <gasps> This but isn't this even is having a job, though. I, I know, mean, like, but, like, under, but, like under can you imagine, like, ooh, that, uh, blah, 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 the, Trails. I just be like, you guys better have my fucking backup. You best be watching. Someone better, be, better be here to make sure I don't fucking die. Right. Sirs and ma'ams. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So, a white male opened the side panel. She immediately saw the blue carpet covering the van's interior. Wink, wink. Mm -hmm. uh, she also noticed the driver's coldness. He was different than any other person who stopped for me. She, she had recalled. It's hard to get into a conversation. He wasn't in the moment. He was l looking right through me. Ugh. Okay, that's really unsettling. Okay, I'm gonna take a swig of soulless motherfucker. Mm -mm. So the young officer was, um, was trying to playfully rub her hand against the carpeting on the floor, van's floor, pulling out blue, blue fibers for testing. You fucking badass. Mm -hmm. He demanded that she get in the van, and she refused. He asked again. She made up a story about being tired from partying all day and needing to sleep. He became suspicious and drove off. Thank God for that. Um, she was, While she was engaged in small talk, Hedrick ran the van's plates. It was registered to Stephen Brian Pennell, a Delaware electrician with no criminal... 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 record. No record for the criminal. <laughs> Sounds like I'm saying criminal. <laughs> She's the crim... Crim I'm the Crim Reaper, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and Tootsie Floof has left the building. I am Crim Reaper. Yes. Crim oh, wow. That really, that really went somewhere. <laughs> In the weeks that followed, both the killer and the task force accelerated their activities. The blue fibers were sent to a lab for testing, and a search warrant was secured to follow him. Good. So he, so what was it? I think we're at like, I think he, four girls that he killed. Um, okay, well, we're not done. This time, however, police caught a break. The lone witness to the abduction, abduction knew both Gordon and Pennell, and she immediately identified the vehicle. He struck again on Michelle Gordon. She was a 22-year-old Newcastle resident, disappeared on September 16, 1988, a known prostitute to local authorities. Gordon was last seen on Route 40, hopping into a passenger van of a blue Ford panel van. Her body washed up on the banks of the Chesapeake and Delaware Canal on September 20th. Ooh, that's my mom's birthday. She was super pregnant and about to give birth to my brother, Philip, the middle brother. 
A cocaine addict, she was the only... Not my brother. (laughs) The unfortunate victim here, Michelle. She was the only victim who died while being tortured. The medical examiner testified that the drugs in her system made her heart incapable of withstanding the shock of her beating. Holy shit. Ugh. Three days later, Kathleen Meyer, another Brookmont form, form, goodbye, Brookmont Farms resident, was last seen alive hitchhiking along Route 40 around 9.30 uh, p.m. An off-duty police officer spotted the 26-year-old accepting a ride from a stranger in a blue van. Aware of its connections to the murders, he jotted down the plate number. It was registered to Pennell. Her body was never found. Hey. That's even fucking worse. Like, how, how is that not enough evidence? Like. I don't know. I don't understand that part. Like, you're seeing these girls, you're writing these things down, you know it's registered to him, their bodies are going missing or turning up dead. How is that not enough to get him? Like, why do girls have, why do more girls have to... Because it's still a type of hearsay almost, it's not, it's not concrete It's not that, oh, he could be taking them to someone else type thing. I, I mean, as a possible scenario, obviously we know it's him, but like... That's really frustrating. And then we don't know if they've got the test back on those blue fibers yet. Right. Uh, by this point... The, the 80s, so... Yeah, that's that. that's fair. And I know DNA was, like, that was a touchy thing that yeah, didn't really... I didn't. I don't think that became, like, a thing until the 90s. Late I'm 90s, sure. I believe yeah. it was, got better anyway. Yeah, it's, and it's, like, impeccable now, but still not used nearly enough. By this point, the task force was monitoring his every move, thank God. Tashner even set next sat next to Pennell at a Moody Blues concert. She was um, also requires a heartbreaking encounter with his daughter, who approached the officer during a stakeout and asked for a donation to a school fundraiser. She was a kid, and you never want any child to experience what was happening, said Tashner. Delaware Attorney General Charles Oberly approved a search warrant for his, of his van. The suspect had been pulled over for a routine traffic violation and was immediately hauled into court to pay his ticket, an infrequent but legal method for the police to detain a suspect. Yes. So, they searched the vehicle, which spoke to them in ways the victims could not. They discovered carpet fibers matching those on the victims, along with hair, blood, and the same brand of duct tape used on Damaro. There was the so-called torture kit, which was pliers, a whip, handcuffs, needles, knives, and restraints. So an arrest warrant was issued in, uh, on November 29th. Why does that date sound familiar? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Re- okay, regardless. November 29th, 1988, a year after he claimed his first victim. That's why. There That's why it is. There it is. Pennell was in handcuffs. Charged with the murder of Damaro, Gordon, and Ellis, he exercised his right to remain silent. Mm, as little bitches always fucking do. He was your typical all-American person, the task force Hedrick said of his interview with Pennell. He came across as totally normal, married father with no criminal record. No one would ever look at his background and see signs that this could happen. No one would ever suspect him of anything. So I hate to, like, bring it up, but I feel like with him having such a normal, normal life, it mm-hmm. al- it makes me think of how BTK was. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, he was in the church, he mm-hmm. was active, he was just... But he was such a copycat and did all this weird fucking shit, but, like... And I don't think mentally he was... I think he was just sadistic. But, like, that's what it's bringing me to. And some people have... Well, and, yeah, not all serial killers have... I mean, it's... Some some people have track records. Some won't. Some won't act out until... Right. And then that's... It's like it's like, it's like like an addict. Sorry. But, like, yeah. God, I don't ever want to compare myself to a fucking serial killer. <laughs> but... But if, that but thrill, like they, that once they get that hit, once that they, high, that 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 kill hit. <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> that was really fucking loud. <laughs> um, they want more. They want yeah. more. They want more. And, they and then and that. well, and especially in other cases, not necessarily that we've covered, because we've done a lot of like single killers or especially female killers, which right. is fantastic. I like, I've liked covering those because they're not cases you normally hear about. But um, excuse me, but like. I'm plucking hairs out of my face because I'm, I'm hairy. I'm hairy. I'm gross. I grow a beard. It's fine. I thought you were like gonna. I thought it was like a diabetic thing. I'm like this bitch is about to fucking stab a needle into her face. My face. I'm like that's not where it goes. It's under the neck. I go real stressed. Shauna, not the kind of high we are talking about. Tweezers on my chin. That's fine. I got. It really got away from me. But like, but how normal, quote unquote, BTK was. So, 
Fuck that guy. Yeah. Prior to parental... Parental... Penal's trial, well, I'm going to go with that being his name now because it feels more suitable than his actual name, his defense attorney vigorously attacked the fiber evidence, arguing that Tashner didn't have the authority to seize the strands. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I know that's like their job, but fuck off. Right. Superior Court Judge Richard Gabeline? 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 It's not Maybelline, it's Gabeline. Dick Gabeline. Sorry. <laughs> G-E-B-E-L-E-I-N Gabellin? I don't know. That's stressing me out. Denied Mars claims, concluding the carpet was in plain view once Pennell opened the door to invite Tashner into the van. Luckily, he didn't fucking throw her into there. Yeah. Like, because he very well could have. The fibers led to everything else, said Oberly, um, that was one of as the attorney general. If this, if that was ruled inadmissible everything else would have been kept out under the fruit of the poisonous tree legal doctrine that's that could have been devastating quote unquote sorry unquote bye but jennings planned to introduce more than blue fibers at his september 1989 trial she had dna evidence because she's a bad bitch Okay, I was making sure it was a girl. I literally just said she. Goodbye. At the time, only two other criminal cases in the country had permitted its introduction. The penal case would, in fact, be the first time DNA evidence was used in a criminal trial. That's fucking rad. Not under the circumstances, but fuck yeah. There was a learning curve, admitted uh, Judge Dick. I can't. His I don't. I can't say his last name. There weren't a lot of experts in that field, and there was no case law to ensure the evidence was intru- was introduced correctly. I had to let the sci- scientists testify and then make a decision whether their actions were legally sound. How that's a that's a lot to that's a lot. Just that, wow. Despite the fibers and the DNA, the strongest case against Stephen Penal Penal was Stephen Penal. Mora rolled the dice and had his client testify how the victim's blood and hair found their way into his van. He claimed he picked up tomorrow, paid her $25 for oral sex, then dropped her off, joking that she gave me $10 back afterward. The jury was horrified that she gave me $10 back. Ew. <laughs> wow. That's so gross. It was as fine a piece of testimony. No. It was a... No. It was as fine a piece of testifying as I've ever seen, Mark contended. He explained everything. When he got, where he got slaughtered was his demeanor. He had these cold, dark eyes, as murderers fucking do, that, he didn't say that, that didn't move around a lot. I tried to work with him, but people are who they are. Ugh. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but we do, I just got a severe thunderstorm warning. And isn't your mom, isn't your mom worried about all this stuff in that shit? Maybe. In the trailer? Yeah. Hopefully she got it too. Yeah. Severe thunderstorms were located along a line extending from near Garden City to near Montezuma, moving northeast at 25 miles an hour. Hazard 60 mile per hour wind gusts and penny sized hail. Well, shit. Like damage to roofs, siding, and trees. I'm going to put my car in my parents' garage and walk home. These severe thunderstorms are remain over mainly rural. Areas of central Finn, <laughs> Gray, and North. North. North? Yeah, wow, Shauna. She's already from Arkansas. She's going north. Hail threat, radar indicated max hail size 0.75 inches. Wind threat, radar indicated max wind gusts 60 miles per hour. Expires in 29 minutes. Great. This is a beautiful thunderstorm And here's where it's effective. So it's us. Great. Boomity boom boom, Cimarron and Garden. Fabulous. <laughs> Where in between. And that is your weather for this evening. <laughs> You're up to your regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> hey, this is your pass, so this was June 12th. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. The state prosecutor agreed. The way he described tomorrow was so cold, said Jennings. He talked about her like she was some piece of garbage he could just throw away. I think that hurt him in front of the jury. Oh, <laughs> you don't fucking say. Pennell may have came across as unlikable, but the jury still struggled with the three murder charges. Jurors spent eight days reviewing the evidence, which is still the longest deliberation in Delaware legal history. I was going through anguish each day, Marr said. I thought it was going to be a quick verdict, and he'd be convicted in two days. As each day passed, I thought maybe we got something going. On November 23, 1989, Thanksgiving Day, mm, turkey, 
The jury reached a verdict. As a terrible snowstorm settled over the region, Jennings, Marr, and Peter, Peter Latang of the Attorney General's office abandoned their holiday plans to learn Pennell's fate. It was a little surreal being in the courtroom, um, the judge said. The thought was that the jury should have been done before Thanksgiving. If they were sequestered any longer, they wouldn't have been able to go home to their families. In the end, Pennell was convicted for murdering Ellis and DeMaro, but the jury deadlocked on the Gordon case. In retrospect, it was probably the correct verdict. Moore conceded. There was just too much evidence that he had to explain. Shortly after the verdict, a bouquet of flowers arrived on Jenny's desk. The card read, from the women of Route 40, you made us feel like human beings. Oh my gosh. Ugh. The jury also deadlocked on the death penalty. Penal, penalty. Ha! <laughs> was sentenced to two life terms in 1990. He initiated, um, not he, Marr, oh my Atlanta, initiated the lengthy appeals process alleging that the fiber seizure was unconditional. I have no idea. Unconstitutional, <laughs> among other things. Unconstitutional. I just had a complete brain lapse. The that un- me all day. So this is fantastic. There's a full moon coming tomorrow. Uh, it's supposed to be real powerful. And then it's the 14th. Tomorrow's the 13th. It's fine. I don't know. It's coming. It's coming. It's your past. It's fine. It's, it's already you. happened. The new moon has happened. The full moon. <laughs> the <laughs> strawberry moon. Yep. Strawberry wine. <laughs> Needing me. Ah! God, okay. It was unconstitutional. <laughs> among other things, about this fucking fiber in his goddamn Fiber! Body. Fiber in my diet. Fiber optics. Fiber... <laughs> the state responded by indirecting Pennell for the... Wait, no. Indicting. Indicting. <laughs> All I can think about is that one guy's like, you should slow down when you're reading. <laughs> Did you just hear how I said unconstitutional? <laughs> There's nothing. There's nothing. Unconstitutional. God, indicting Pennell for the murders of Meyer and Gordon... Based on the new evidence, Pennell asked if he could proceed without an attorney, and the motion was granted. Yes, I love when the idiots do that. That's the that I watched last night on um, the People's Magazine murders. The guy's from Idaho. Oh, it's Nicole. No, Utaho. I am. Sorry. Um, fucking, it's rude. I love the ID People Magazine thing. That I've, we've never watched one so, like, it. Even Vince, what like, was this? Would you watch from, it on? It was on ID, and it's called People Magazine Murders. I don't know if it's called Murders, but like it's it's. But like, is it on Hulu? Is it Discovery Plus? Discovery Plus. Okay, I wanted to know just in case Sorry. other people. Discovery Plus. I had I said that. I apologize. I I was just like, but where can I watch it? <laughs> and the new season just started, and that's the one and only that has started up. June. My friend's getting rid of puppies and I'm going to help them post online and I'm getting you all the pictures. You better be good. I know. I can't afford I can barely. You're fucking right. You can't. So stop right now. Yeah, but I'm just going to help her. Yep. Puppies. If anyone in Kansas needs a puppy. They're pity puppies. They were an accidental litter. And they're helping my friend who just had a 12 pound baby. So you guys can buy a puppy. Yes. Message me for details. Yep. Um, so unconstitutional. Sorry. He wants to go forward without an attorney, and I think that's oh, great. That's what I was going to say. The same dude, dude did the same thing. He decided, I'm going to fucking Ted Bundy this shit and be like, I can. Yeah, because that's a good role model. Yep, 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 yep. Oh And it's God. so funny that you said that because November 23rd is when this all starts happening. His birthday is November 24th because I know that. <laughs> dude, seriously, the guy that I watched on. I'm going to have to go check it out. It's so good, and it's it, like, well uh, done. Okay, good. No, it's going to leave you where you're like, Fucked I up? can't. Yes. Thank you. Because remember how we were talking about we can't speak? I don't know how to speak at all. And for words, that makes it stupid. Don't show me puppy pictures. Look at those. Okay, stop. Can you keep going? Okay, (laughs) stop, but keep going. Stop up. Stop up. Don't touch me, but keep going. Oh my god, my friend caught a goddamn raccoon. What is happening with all these animals? My dad did. He catches them and then he releases them to other places away from his hat casa. Oh, Melantis. Those puppies are fucking cute. 
any who's or what's it's. Yep. So his next move would end up shocking the world. Mm-hmm. He pled no contest to the two murders and asked the Superior Court to sentence him to death. He asked for that. He did not, however, confess. I've never seen so many twists and turns in one case, is what the Judge G said, because I can't say his last name. Gibeline? Sure. A hearing was held to determine if the convicted murderer should be spared. Pennell delivered a terse argument for his own death, filled with biblical quotes gross. The law was developed from one book, and it's that book I quote from, he said, in in Numbers chapter 35, verse 30. Whoever kills a person, the person shall be put to death. Also in Genesis chapter 9, verse 6, whoever sheds man's blood by man, his blood shall be shed. This court has found me guilty on the testimony of witnesses, so I ask that the sentence be death as said by the state's laws and God's laws. That's all I have to say. On Halloween, 1991, Pennell was sentenced to death. Okay. Under Delaware law, all such cases are automatically appealed to the state Supreme Court Pennell appeared before the judge, five-judge court on February 11, 1992 to ask for his own execution. He remained the only person to re- represent himself before the state Supreme Court and the only one to ask for death. Sorry if you hear barking. Um, my dogs are stressed out because it's probably getting ready to storm or someone's up there and they don't know what's going on. And it's called People Magazine Investigates. Sorry. <laughs> and there you go. Okay. He still refused to admit guilt. The most amazing thing was that he spoke about the crimes in the third person, said former Supreme Court Justice Andrew Moore, who heard Pennell's argument. He never once used the first person. It was a strange, strange thing. That's kind of, that's interesting. Um, and gross. Mm-hmm. He argued as if he were a prosecutor demanding death for a vicious criminal. The perpetrator must have must have sensed a pleasure in the killings, he told the court, since he did not commit just one, but continued in the same depraved manner on the others. This pleasure is evident. That's what he would say. Talking about himself, but, like, making it sound like another, like a third person. That's so fucking weird. But in my brain, it's fascinating, but, like, like how people can just, like, ah, there's no switch. Deputy Attorney General Richard E. Fairbanks Jr. represented the state, he was personally opposed to the death penalty, yet he gave a fiery plea for Pennell's execution. Fairbanks became so unimpassioned that we thought he would burst into tears, more recalled. All five of us were taken aback by his impassioned statements. Not a single justice asked a question. Moore can't recall any other oral argument in the Supreme Court without at least one question. The court unanimously agreed that the execution was an appropriate punishment for Pennell's crimes. A date was set for March 14, 1992. Wow. That was fast. He appeared content, Pennell did, Stephen, but others rushed to prevent his death. Two men whom he never met filed appeals on his behalf, but they were quickly dismissed for lack of standing. The condemned murderer's wife, Vera Catherine Pennell, did, oh, there's her name, did have standing. However, she petitioned the American Civil Liberties Union's, Jesus, the American Civil Liberties Union's Delaware chapter to argue for a stay of execution, and in another strange twist, Widener University law professor, professor, mm-hmm. professor, mm-hmm. Lawrence Hammermesh, a <laughs> member of the ACLU's board, agreed to represent the killer's wife. An expert in the corporate arena, Hammermesh, what's the fun name, or Hammermesh, it may be Hammermesh, I don't know, had never handled a criminal case. I think the best... I think I did the best I could, he says now. I had no death penalty experience, and the state had pulled out all the stops because of the severity of the crimes. Hammersmesh challenged the Superior Court psychiatric evaluation that declared Pennell competent to understand the charges and challenge, and to challenge them himself. The attorney alleged the review was neither, nor, was neither thorough nor comprehensive, and that time was needed for a com- complete evaluation. The Supreme Court unanimously rejected the argument, and he was scheduled for execution. Shortly before Pennell's death, he called his attorney from prison. Marr hadn't heard from his client in over a year, and he was surprised as anyone when Pennell agreed to speak to the media before the execution. He asked his attorney to sit next to him, afraid of saying something stupid, Marr recalled. In some ways, he was very much a conformist. He cared very much what people thought of him. The interviews... revealed little beyond Pennell's plan for a last meal. On March 4th, no, March 14th, 1982, Stephen Bryan Pennell was the first man executed in Delaware in 46 years. 1992? Mm-hmm. Okay. His execution cost $47,085. 
He had no final words and left no answers for the chaos he induced. I hoped and prayed that before Pennell died, he'd tell us where we could find Kathleen, Kathleen Meyer or at least give us a place to look. That didn't happen, nope, is what Hedrick said. Way, that was his one way he still had something. He, he said something. That was his, his final fuck you, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. It was one of many secrets he took to the grave. One can't help but wonder why he demanded the ultimate punishment, mm-hmm. even while maintaining his innocence. That's me. I'm not maintaining my innocence, sending you a text. (laughs) But I am innocent. (laughs) Until proven guilty. Asking for death was his way of admitting it, the task force. Tashner suggested, I was as surprised as anyone, but I'm glad he spared the victim's families and his own family years of appeals. Yeah, I I guess. Others simply want to know why it happened in the first place. He never permitted the interviews that got us answers, said Jennings. Even the FBI tried to talk to him and get at the heart of what caused him to do this, but he just wouldn't talk. Okay, so this I'm gonna, this is just an article from the New York Times that I thought was interesting. It was from the day after his execution, March 5th. So Delaware carries, carries out first execution since 46, 1946. The New York Times, March 15, 1992. Delaware conducted an execution today for the first time in almost half a century, putting to death a man who had tortured and killed at least four women. The execution, performed by injection, was carried out inside a trailer on the grounds of the Delaware Correctional Center near this town, 15 miles north of Dover. The condemned prisoner was Stephen Brian Pennell, who was 34 years old. That's so young. Um, anyways, not that I care about him. There had been no executions in Delaware since 1946, but the state had rarely, rarely had a prisoner like Mr. Pennell. Although he maintained innocence to the end, he fought his wife's efforts to appeal his sentence, saying he wanted to die, <clears throat> wanted to die because his continued imprisonment was causing his family anguish. In the last two days, because that's what was causing their anguish. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, I thought I said her name. Oh, I think her. It's, Vera Kathleen is what her name was. Isn't that right? That sounds right. Sure. Yeah, Vera Kathleen, because it says here her name's Kathy, but I mean, that's her middle name, so. In the last two days, his wife, Kathy, made desperate efforts to obtain a stay, arguing her husband's outlook proved that he was mentally incompetent. But Friday night and early today, state and federal courts turned her down. At 9 o'clock this morning, the United States Supreme Court issued the final rejection of her petition. Minutes later, inside the prison trailer, which was divided into a glass-enclosed death changer, chamber and an adjoining room for witnesses, Mr. Pennell was strapped down on a vinyl-covered gurney, asked by the acting warden, Robert Snyder, whether he had any last words. He briefly opened his eyes and shook his head. The te- um, technicians began injecting him with legal drugs. Legal. Goodbye. Lethal drugs. After a few moments, Mr. Snyder closed a curtain into the death to the death chamber and over an intercom announced that Mr. Pennell was dead. He reopened the curtain and a Roman Catholic priest standing next to the body was administering last rites. Marlene Sim, the mother of one of Mr. Pennell's victims, Michelle Gordon, was among the crowd of the 40 death penalty supporters and opponents gathered on the prison grounds. She she said she was pleased by the execution. Mr. Pennell was a serial killer who prosecutors say lured women into his van with the promise of money for sex. Once and found, once and found, once they were inside, he bound them with tape, tortured and mutilated them. He was already serving a lifetime prison term for another, for the murder of two women when he was indicted last year on charges of killing two others before his capture. One was Miss Gordon, who was 22. Her body was found September 20th, 1988. Other was Kathleen Meyer, who had disappeared 10 days earlier, but whose body was never found and still hasn't been to this day. In the in addition, Mr. Pennell was the chief suspect in the murder of a fifth woman whose body was so found so de- decomposed that the police could not retrieve any evidence. Last October, already maintaining that he was determined to be executed, Mr. Pennell pled no contest to the Gordon and Meyer killings and was sentenced to death. State laws requires that a death sentence be automatically appealed to the Delaware Supreme Court where Mr. Pennell represented himself and urged a court to hasten his execution. The last part of this article is called A Foolish Suicide. His wife then undertook her efforts to have him spared. The motions for a stay were filed by Mrs. Pennell um, by Deb, or for her pe- Mrs. Pennell by W. Michael Jacobs of the American Bar Association's Death Penalty Litigation Project, who argued that Mr. Pennell was committing a foolish suicide and an irrational act of and one which Mrs. Pennell wishes to do everything in her power to stop. 
but a judge in Newcastle County Superior Court ruled Friday that Miss Pennell had not shown that her husband was mentally impaired, and later in the day, the state Supreme Court agreed, saying, quote, there is not a scintilla of evidence that Mr. that Pennell is incompetent. I don't know what a scintilla is. It sounds like there's not an ounce of evidence. All right. The death of Pe Mr. Pennell leaves five prisoners awaiting execution in Delaware. He was the 166th person executed in the United States since the Supreme Court in 1976 allowed resumption of capital punishment. That was a... That was... Doozy. <laughs> Doozy. <laughs> Doozy indeed. What a fucking monster fuck. And I hope his place in wherever the fuck he is, hopefully it's hell, um, is just awful every day. And I hope he gets freaking bound and gagged and mutilated every single day in hell, because that's what he deserves, in my opinion. Yep. Goodness Gosh. gracious, you guys. Well, oh, that was definitely, yeah, that was more than I remembered it being when I was recording, or recording it. Just now? Just now! <laughs> when I was researching it, this was a stressful, and I hope you guys enjoyed my lapse of judgment and avail availability. Goodbye. I'm done now. You guys are great, and I love all of you. Thank you for sticking around through all of the conundrums that come out of my mouth, and I can't English properly. It doesn't matter if I can read or not. Yep. I had a just go back and listen to that unconstitutional <laughs> like seven times and giggle on your bad days. <laughs> you guys know where to find us on social. Um, I read comments or I try to pay attention to them, but like I said, we get a lot of like ad like people. Storm. Yeah, I know. You're a little late to the uh, knowing. Um, which which popped right out here? Wedge. Wedge popped right out here? What does that mean? I think my mom just had a wedge and she wanted to oh. still pull it out of here. And there's a dog. Okay. So, um, you guys, like I said, you know where to find us. Shauna will still be a part of the Facebook group and um, the Facebook page, so yep. that's not going away. Even if I find someone, like, here if, or if I just Step do in. it by myself, yeah. she's still going to be a part of it. Or we'll video chat. We're, we're going to figure all of that out once we... She gets settled, and we do just a regular video chat, and we can just kind of play with audio and make sure everything can be heard. We could do, like, a Facebook Live. Oh, together. Yeah. You'll get to see our fucking faces. Oh, I'm going to do my makeup. <laughs> I'm going to contour my face so it looks skinny. Same. <laughs> yeah. I have no neck. I have no neck. All you're going to see is... your chins with the googly eyes. There you go. We can just do a Facebook Live for all of you but guys. But cool to do a podcast that way, especially because it's private so like hopefully we wouldn't get flagged yeah know, we'll figure it out we'll guys. figure it out figure we out. will figure it out i'll read i'll read into some of the facebook guidelines or maybe we'll just do a facebook live and just uh just chitty chat so with like, you guys hey, let me tell you about arkansas hi let me you tell, tell you me about, about your apartment tell me how much i fucking miss you because <laughs> <laughs> probably how it's gonna go but no we'll we'll see what i can figure out because i know like people have gotten on there and done lives and stuff like that and people do instagram lives too all the time okay i had no so, idea how to do that so you'll have to teach me Boom. yeah i don't know how to i know how to like i'll, I'll figure it out i don't know how to i'll do be this. like shauna click on this yep make sure dry is with you because yep. <laughs> he'll know too yep but yes um fantasy and world music by the factors does the intro sounds um, and you guys do everything else for us because without you, we wouldn't be probably have, by the time this hits your ear holes, I'm sure we'll be over 13,000 plays, which is just cuckoo banana Thank nuts. Thank you. Thank you guys a billion times over. Make sure you guys, uh, share us, spread us around. Um, like we're... Like herpes. Like herpes. Spread us like herpes because that's what we are. We yes. want to be the herpes of podcasts. Yes. Thank you. Um, make sure you rate and review because those are always important. That gets us on charts. Doesn't matter if you're in a different country. It matters everywhere. Um, just put us out in the world and we love you guys so freaking much and until next time Babylon do you ever wonder what would happen if well if if you give a dad a podcast I'm what you call a nerdy fan I nerd out at this stuff hardcore You'll hear me talk about anime on here. You'll hear me talk about Power Rangers. You'll hear me talk about wrestling on here. Okay. Had a axe handle with a twisted T on it. <laughs> it was right after that <laughs> twisted T video went viral.
<laughs> and man, they went out and grabbed it and smacked the dude in the head with it. It was so... That's great. That's- I'd like to think of this podcast as a nostalgia moment for me. It's a show where I can talk about whatever I want. I'm a, I'm a human and I'm a chiropractor. There was a picture of me. It looked like I was on the side of a ramen box over in China. But- <laughs> so I took my kids with me to Comic-Con. I thought that was really cool. Well, I don't know if my wife should listen to this podcast. We'll cut that part out. <laughs> you like, and then Robert said this. <laughs> if you give a dad a podcast, available now on all podcasting platforms.